Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What's the buzz? What's hello, going on, bro? I'm just checking through everything. Basically, uh, I, I made an early report uh, to the people on the show that uh, I've, I've looked in the local papers, like the national, at the sites, obviously not the newspapers. So I should say the local news sites, the newspapers, the national news sites, the newspapers. And here's the news for today, and then we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everyone hates everyone. Hey, right, pack it up. Move on. Pack it up. We'll start fresh tomorrow. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> It's just every story is incredibly negative. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It is sad. You gotta have some really love mean. in the world. Yeah, sad and What's not that? surprising. And it shouldn't be a situation where where it's not surprising, but it's just what is driving? It's got to be obviously political views, and I still don't understand how you lean one way or the other, and you want to damage other people because they don't think what you think. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, I feel like COVID made us really care what other people are thinking. Well, 67, 68, 69 were like that, too. But that was the death of, what, four major figures in the nation. So it's pretty much the same thing. People were scared to come out of their houses. Everybody's getting shot. Yeah, I could see that. I could see people getting really involved in other people's viewpoints when you, you feel like there could be a murderer among you when it so casually happens. Which one of you is a murderer? Which one of you is a murderer? That's what I want. You said there's a pick, murderer. Let's play this game. Don't get any closer, Tevin. <laughs> or I say, it depends on how the rest of the show goes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you have it. I don't know. But, I, yeah, we look for news stories every morning, and I try to find some light ones. Not a whole light ones this morning. But uh, you got to report the news, right? You got to report the news. Thank God we'll be talking to Judd in about 10 minutes so we can lighten things up by how much we love our teams. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Although, basketball. Not yeah, so fast. Basketball things, uh, Hockey seems to be turning it around. Yeah. What do they win? One or two now? Uh, one. Uh, Don't get crazy. Uh, just, yeah, just one. Just That's one. not turning it around. That's yeah. not turning it around if it's just one. It's the start we of a turnaround. We won one. Yep. We, we won, won one. We won. They're we... the best team in the past eight hours. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Well, so that means they're one and nine in their last 10 games. Yeah, something like that. But we don't details, Tom. Details. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. One and zero in our last one. <laughs> one and zero. That's exactly right. One and zero with the with the hockey team. Then you got. Uh, I cannot tell you. No, it's the hockey team that just hired the new coach. Correct. 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 I cannot tell you how many emails I got last night, asking me, Tom. Now that John Hines is the head coach of our hockey team, will Bob Berglund? And they bring up you guys probably are too young to remember Bob Berglund, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Who Heinz that and is. Berg, yeah, Heinz and Berglund were a very big morning show, and they were at WLOL. So, do you even know what WLOL is? We laugh yes. out loud. It's a comedy show. No, WLOL used to be a radio station in town. It's now uh, public public radio. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, you weren't the only one, Tom, especially my like other friends in radio who aren't that into sports. They were like, John Hines is a I know. hockey coach now? Like, that was all the buzz. It's H H Y N E S, correct? The oh, Hines. at least it's spelled different. Yeah, it's spelled differently. So and I, they showed a little video of him. I didn't turn it up, but I, I just watched the video for a second. His first day on the job, he was not happy. <laughs> I'm telling you that. He's out on the ice kind of pointing sticks at people. and. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. That was actually a... <laughs> That that got resurfaced. That is Mike Yo from the old. Oh, I thought it was him. No, yeah, that's the old wild coach. Um, after his job was starting to get kind of on the line, and he had one practice where somebody snuck a phone in the stands, and he just lit the team up. It's unacceptable. 
He's just swearing, cursing him out, blah, blah, blah. And then he was out the door like two weeks later. But uh, yeah, they, they, they do look similar with the bald head and kind of the physique and everything like that. Didn't Mike Yo I, go to like Toronto and win a championship after he left here or something or came close? No, he went to the St. Louis Blues there we go. afterwards. And I want to say they matched up in the playoffs against him. Oh, okay. I think they lost that because, frankly, this team doesn't get past the first round. But, um, you know, yeah, details. Just the way life goes. That's yep. all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on things for you. But uh, the Vikings have the week off. Like I said, we'll talk sports in about five, six minutes. Looking at the headlines today. Florida students walk out. Now, now here's exactly what I'm talking about. Do you think, you know, because I'm, I'm another generation from you guys, no question about that. Do you think that if a transgender student came to North High School, that I would pay attention to that, I'd go, oh, good, right? I don't think you, I mean, unless it directly impacted you, you wouldn't care. But how would it impact me? That's, I, I guess that's a great question you're asking. No, what, yeah, how, I just mean that in like it? a way that everybody should probably be, unless like right. literally that person every day came up to me and punched me in the face. Like, well, yeah. why would I care what gender somebody's presenting? It just doesn't bug me. Because the headline, again, is Florida students uh, stage walkout after transgender sports controversy. Do you know what the sports controversy is? I do not. Oh, I read yeah, a little it's... bit of this. It's about volleyball. I The way that they keep verbalizing what happened, they don't want to say they took them off the team. Did you read the article, Tevin? Um, I didn't read the article, but I mean, if it's anything near what every other transgender high school story is it's usually a man so transitioning can't. to a woman that's trying to play a woman's sport and everybody's like right. no that's a dude from can't my play. understanding it has to do with some of the staff and faculty like being reassigned to not to not working at the school anymore because yeah. of the fact that they like the the staff requested that because they were like disgusted turned out or like whatever verb you want to use there by yeah. the fact that this transgender student was then playing volleyball so that students were walking out in protest of those staff members pretty much having an issue with that student yeah it was really confusing the reassigning kept they kept using that word yeah, over and over was... and i don't know what that means like how many school districts can just take on a different like mm -hmm. oh, we'll go to a different school because mm -hmm. like there's not that many like what i yeah <laughs> is there is there argument the fact that a that a man who becomes a woman still has the muscle structure of a man. I mean, it, it depletes over time, but it takes time for that to happen. Are they upset that the, that a, a woman who used to be a man is so much taller or stronger than everybody else? Is that the I, argument? I don't know. Yeah. Don't that's mean, usually the argument in which it really never came up because people assume they're like, Oh, well, you know, if LeBron James became a woman, he would be, you know, dominate the W. It's like, I don't know if he's good at volleyball. Right. Well, that's, and it's like, that's not the, you know, type of person typically that is, you know, transitioning one way or another. But then there was the swimmer that just like cleaned right. house right. at the Olympics or Olympic trials or something like yep. that. That caused a big controversy. I don't so think they got to the Olympic point. I think they were in college. Was it, it was, was it college? I, I thought it was, it was like college. Olympic trial. Oh, okay. I think it was college. college. I feel like Either it way. Been, I feel like it would have been a much bigger story if it was the Olympics. Yeah. No, no, no. Not the Olympic, like oh. trials or something. I, okay. Like, to, no. well, like to start to qualify. Or, she was never at the trials. Oh, okay. go to the trials every year or every four years. Oh, okay. But yeah, like well, those situations. There. Oh, she, she was doing, I think, college and. And won yeah. like a ton of events, right? Yeah, like was breaking some, not like all records, but like breaking some records and people yeah. had feelings about it. Like, I mean, listen, I'm a pretty like go with the flow person, but at the end of the day, men have a bigger heart than us. Like, and I'm fine with them competing, but it's like, they might have to have like a little asterisk. I just want to be like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with losing to a transgender, whatever. Like, I, and I mean this, I'm like, yep. I don't actually care. They should compete in sports. They should be part of the team. Let's throw an asterisk on that bad boy. Like, <laughs> just like the heart, the heart alone. And the reason I say this is because, like, I'm a runner. I love running. I run, I run, I run, I run. And I will go to an army, like, when I would go to army stuff, there'd be all these, like, overweight guys who couldn't run as fast as me the first week. And then it gave up, got, like, one week, and they would be able to run as fast as me. And they're like, yeah, I just ran a couple times, quit eating ho-hos for two seconds and it would piss me off so much 
Well, it's a different muscle structure. There's no doubt about it. Hey, that, therefore, in my weightlifting days, yeah. I should have bitched because Animal and Hawk were a lot bigger than me. Yeah. I'm you, not happy. You did bitch. I did? You still do. <laughs> well, that's true. But I never did steroids. That was a big difference. Well, thank God. Because look where you they are now. You imagine me on steroids? Oh, my yeah. God. You ever seen anybody with roid rage? Uh, yeah, I was in the oh. army. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's right. You did it a lot, didn't you? Wait, are, are I steroids... didn't do steroids a lot, but I've seen people roid out for right. sure. Are people in the army just like doing steroids left and right? Why wouldn't they? Well, I mean, we get tested for certain <laughs> things, but there you can not as much as like a lot of people. And also they'll get like back knee like crazy. And Oh, sure. Mm. I just oh, feel like yeah. for the people, like the person that you least want to have roid rage is the people that are around live ammunition constantly. Oh. And that are like insanely... Like stacked, like strong yeah. people. What is what? That's with that's high school educations that are mad at everybody <laughs> and haven't had sex in like a year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're not the one you want. Why is that? Does a anybody have an understanding of why it causes acne on pretty much on your back? Yeah, I don't know, but why not everywhere? They'll always go. It, it's from the because um, we had to wear so much armor. We're like, yeah, sure nope. it is, Johnson. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, I mean, the great thing about this is we can talk to Judd Zolgad because he, of course, did steroids for 10, 20 years. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. I, in, in nine, or, yeah, 1999, I hit uh, 52 home runs for Baltimore. I'm not sure if you recall that. <laughs> Just a huge season. And before that, my high was three. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna and need nobody an could figure it out nobody could figure it out what i did but yeah what? no i will fully admit i did a, a whole a whole thing of steroids and god it was good for me oh did you once no i'm kidding <laughs> i didn't think so i didn't know I, I wouldn't talk i'm way too afraid <laughs> of that judd really had to push out uh he was up against I, a deadline for the paper and needed to get some extra yeah. words in tom i also think I, when he said i did a whole thing of steroids <laughs> like we should have probably been yeah. on to him Oh, no, no. He's right. You've been around guys who do steroids. They say stuff like that all the time. That is true. Wow, I fit right in. (laughs) Yep, exactly. That's exactly right. So uh, apparently, uh, well, are they, I mean, it's still around because there was just a special on. I don't remember where the hell it was, but they showed these people. These guys are now literally the size of a telephone booth. If you're old enough to remember what they looked like, but the size of, let's see, what else would be that same size? They're just massive. I mean, their arms are like that big. Now, you can't live long with muscles like that, I wouldn't think. Like, who, right? are, you, who are you talking Like, Mr. Olympia type thing? No, or yeah, you're... I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think so. It was a, it was a movie oh. about steroids and what they're doing, how yeah. they've gotten even bigger. Well, yeah, they're huge now. And, I mean, they've always kind of been huge. But especially in the bodybuilding community, who was the uh, Ronnie Coleman, the famous bodybuilder that won, you know, a ton of Mr. Olympias, I believe, back in, like, the early mm-hmm. 90s. They did a documentary mm-hmm. on him, and he can't even walk now. And he's popping, right. like, uh, yep. oxy like it's Skittles because he's in so much pain and can't, you know, get into his car or make it up and down stairs. Well, and I'll tell you what, every guy that I used to lift weights with out, with out at the gym that did steroids, every one of them's dead. So, I mean, that's, and they died very young. I think the longest lived was, uh, was Joe, I think, lived to be 62. Yeah. Is I it mean, always heart stuff? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it messes with your whole system, your body, your blood flow. It messes with everything. Yeah, and not even just the steroids. If you're taking, you know, pre-workouts and caffeine and whatever else you're trying to do, your blood pumping, it's, yeah. Our guys would, uh, when they were in Kuwait, they would just down that powder of no explode. Mm -hmm. They would just put that in their mouth, and it was like, (laughs) stay away from them. They are insane right now. Did you say caffeine's a problem? Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> it's a gateway drug to steroids, Judd. Because if that's because if that's true today, I'm going to be doing more steroids than you can shake a fist at, man. Because I got a lot of caffeine in me. Well, I noticed you're wearing a very thick sweatshirt, so we can't see your muscle structure. Mm. Oh yeah, you know what? That's to that's so you don't have to see it, yeah. Tom. <laughs> you don't have to see it. That's so you don't have to be subjected to my muscle structure. Getting down to Judd's expertise, let's talk some Minnesota sports, shall we? Good night last <laughs> night. Good night last night. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
you look dazed. You're like, I don't have yeah. a lot to talk about then. <laughs> no, are you kidding? No, are you kidding? No, I was just enjoying my caffeine. We got the uh, Timberwolves one last night and a mm -hmm. very nice comeback. Now, unfortunately, in the third quarter, Ant Edwards took a tumble and hurt his right hip. And I'm not sure if he's going to miss time or not. We're, we're awaiting word on that. But uh, that was a nice win. And then, of course, in very hockey-like fashion, the wild fire, the struggling wild fire their coach on Monday. They have a new coach on Tuesday and they win their game on Tuesday because that's how hockey works. Well, that's how hockey works. I already brought up the fact that I've already gotten 8 billion text messages about John Hines. I will tell you that because the other John Hines used to be yeah. my roommate. So. Oh, was he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He and I lived together with my brother, Terry, too. The three of us lived together. Oh, that's interesting. Then all of a sudden, they both said, oh, you know what? We've decided to move in with women. So I had this huge house all to myself. It was a real thrill. I can't blame him for that move, by the way, Tom. <laughs> I understand completely. No question about it. But so uh, hockey doing well, basketball doing well. It's nice to hear. I mean, particularly this time of year, we are, what, now about 26 days away from uh, the beginning of winter. The winter hasn't even begun yet. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Dealing with a little thing here, a little thing. It is good to see our winter sports teams doing well. That's why I became such a huge fan of the Minnesota Gopher basketball team. You know, oh, gave me something to do during the winter. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, as we've discussed before, that used to be such a great environment. Oh. I mean, it's that program is so far gone now. But man, people don't know. You know, I mean, there's a unfortunately there's now what a generation of fans that have never experienced the barn like the barn was back in the day, but. Oh, in the 90s, that place was just rocking. God, that was a fun environment. You know what the great thing was, too? You could go, you could find a beer. It was pretty interesting. I don't remember that. You could? Oh, God, yes. Well, okay. I'm not saying they sold it to you, but you could find a beer is all I'm saying. That's what Eddie. I'm saying. I'm just curious <laughs> where I, I was going to explore the... Uh, explore the territory where did you find the, the beer because yeah th that was on campus and at the time you could not uh right you could not get a drop of alcohol on on that campus yep. at sporting events that is exactly right except i think in the rich people booths i think they still got liquor okay that makes some sense yeah that makes some sense although when did they uh when did they build the lofts there at the barn because you know for a long time those weren't there i mean that's yep. that's as yep. bare bones of facility as you will possibly get i got a chance to play a couple of basketball games on that court and it was one of the thrills of my life god just to play on that on that uh magnificent raised surface was god it was fun but then of course don shelby played a lot better than i did which pisses me off but you know oh come on but shelby that can't be a surprise In indiana shelby. guy shelby's that's a all shelby did yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a hell of a basketball player. He can shoot it, shoot the lights out, man. Plus, I love the guy. Did I mention that? Wait a minute. Tom admitting to loving a guy who's a liberal? Oh, my God. He must be switching over. <laughs> their, their politics. Like, settle down. Anyway, so uh, so good. Basketball team won. The hockey team won. Yep. Um, anything? Oh, now, next week, next Monday, uh, excuse me, next weekend, the Vikings have that off. They can rest up a little bit from that grueling uh, loss that they had to the one of the worst teams in football. So that was good. Well, yeah. My God. You know who, who needs the break after that game? Us. Yeah. The yeah. fans do. We need the break from the Vikings after that, that abomination. But uh, the, the good news on that one is that they did activate and put Justin Jefferson back on the active roster. And so he will play in that December 10th game. Yeah. against the Raiders. So, but by the way, that December 10th game in Las Vegas where I fully expect that stadium to be almost nothing but Vikings fans. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if I was told this, um I guess airfare out there is absolutely rid ridiculous. I guess it's something yeah. like 2 2 grand. Jeez. Oh my god. 2 G's. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, between the Vikings fans and the uh, Wolves fans potentially getting ready for the in-season tournament championship game that's out there, yeah, it's going to be a hard ticket to uh, to get out there. Five tickets. Two bus. G's. Yeah, and that's not yeah. even both ways. It's just one way. Thank you very much. <laughs> now that's a lot. I remember when it used to be like three hundred dollars. Sure, it should be cheap. It should be yes, absolutely. Flying there should be cheap. It always was cheaper because Las Vegas talked to the airlines and said, "Look." 
you're going to fly so many people out here. You're going to make a ton of money anyway. Lower the fares so they can lose more money to us. I mean, they literally talked about that. You got to keep more money in their pockets so we can get it from them when they lose at their bets. <laughs> did, did they kick back then to the I airlines? So. I don't know okay. if they did or not, but the arrangement was that if you don't do this, then you will bring more people, put on special events, you know, that kind of thing. There was an agreement they would put on these big events that people would want to come in and see, you know, big shows, Frank Sinatra, whoever, whatever it was. Yep. And all the people would come. So the airlines made a ton of money. And then, uh, you know, lower fares. They had more money to lose at the at the casinos. Evidently, those days are now long gone. If two G's is accurate, that's what I was told. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the greed is greed is at its highest level ever. You know that, no question. All right, what else is happening, Pally? Nothing from the Twins. So your your Twins were uh, di- didn't lose, didn't get a player on Tuesday, but they didn't lose one, which, which right. is good. So yeah, it basically. Uh, Basically, the um, the most exciting thing in town is is the Wolves, who, by the way, are now thirteen and four. Like the Timberwolves are really, really stinking good, and uh, hopefully, Ant is not going to miss much time because this team has a chance to be unlike any Timberwolves teams that we have seen basically since about two thousand and four. Judd, how detrimental would it be to the team if Anthony Edwards has to miss any time? Like, does that just throw everything off course or can they power through and, you know, maybe they lose a couple more here and there, but they'll be fine when he comes back? Uh, it hurts for sure. I, I, he, he is their spark plug. I mean, he is, if, if there's a heartbeat to that team, it's him. So I don't think that they would go in the tank without him, but I do think that it would be a huge loss. He's just such an important part of that team. And I, I mean, he came out. So they they were trailing in the, uh, I think at halftime last night. He came out in the third quarter, and before he got hurt, Tevin, I think he scored what the first eleven points. I mean, yeah. he's just outstanding. Yeah, he's definitely the heartbeat of the team. So if he, I think we have the talent. Cat can give you a good performance here and then to you know if he if Anthony Edwards is out short term to kind of make up for it. But I think what you would lose the most is that competitive edge that he requires everybody around him to play with. And that would be something that would be tough for them to maintain and then get back quickly once he returned. The best part, Tom, is I I believe the Wolves in season tournament games, which have which have been a new thing this year. I believe their home games are done, which means we don't have to look at the what color court oh, do the wolves use for that? like like Tom, the whole court is like blue, like a shade of blue. <laughs> it's the it's the weirdest thing because the league said, well, people, how are they going to know it's an in-season tournament game? Well, first of all, there's a big inscription of the damn trophy on the court, which is actually fine. But then all of these courts are col- the Knicks used a orange colored court. The Knickerbockers. <laughs> Old man yelling at clouds, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Who doesn't love it, though, right? Oh, my God, it happened again. I... Uh... What's going on? It dropped off. You're I... still there. No, we still got you. Oh, good, because I, the picture's gone. Good. Yeah, the picture's gone, oh. so, you know, which is fine with me. If, you know what? I, I'm going to have to turn that camera off if it's, if it's doing this because I don't have to see everybody. As a matter of fact, I, to tell you the truth, uh, Judd, uh, I'm assuming you're still there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. While you guys were talking about the Timberwolves, I looked at uh, Brittany and AJ. Brittany had her eyes closed, kind of nodding off. What? And AJ yawned. It's an early morning. I'm up at the at the crack I, of the crack. Just, it, it's I time to you close your eyes. I didn't close my eyes once. I was listening to him talk about the different floors in the uh, the orange look, court. You better look. Your eyes just closed, just there. I mean, I, again. sometimes I like to get them a little wet. Yeah, see, with a quick and again. blink and again. I'm like a oh, crackhead right now. I've been up since six thirty. Like I am not even tired. <laughs> What? And she's now explaining how she how she blinks so that she moisturizes her eyes. Is that all, like? Is it all? Can I do I'm that? A, I'm a look. Should we take I'm a not, vote? Should no, we take a vote? You do what you do what you need to do, especially you know if if you've been up since six o'clock. No, I mean like I'm not tired at all. I've been listening. 
Well, you just look bored. Age was. All I'm saying. Age was. I Age don't even think I leaned on my hand like, this time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sports on sports. Yeah, I, I must tell you though, Judd, that he does it every morning. It's at least three times. I think it's hilarious. Why did we start using using video? Is it because of uh, YouTube? Is that the reason you use video? Yes. Yeah. I mean, in today's world, if you're not doing video, it's almost yeah. not worth doing a show. Really, they they need the video that much. I mean, because yeah. basically, basically back in the old days, you know, the, the radio and all the rest of it, they would have never thought of doing this because it's too distracting. We're not doing that. Plus, yeah. most disc jockeys are not that handsome. That right. might be the other thing. Oh, well, times times has changed. You know, Tom, you've gotten a lot better looking, and so you got to yeah, give you're... the people what they want. You're nice hot try. as hell. Yeah, nice try. Okay, it's time to move on. We got a guest coming up. <laughs> guys, being nice to me. There's something. DJs wrong. aren't good looking. What? What? <laughs> wait, wait. Heinz and Berglund weren't good looking? That's nah. who they were. They were. You're absolutely right. I, I stepped on my... No, never mind. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it now. I've decided. In any... <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus. I'm having a hell of a life right now, I'll tell you. <laughs> Anyways, any final comments, sir? Um, no, that's about it. That's about it. Let's just all stay awake. Continue to uh, consume caffeine. <laughs> Don't start doing steroids. Yeah, right. This, yeah. Today's lesson. It's it's like a Sesame Street. Today's lesson has been: <laughs> Don't do steroids. Caffeine, okay. Don't yawn without AJ covering your mouth. That's the key to life. Because then, oh, cool, tell as much. And Brittany, keep those eyes moisturized. Thank you. No. Excellent. And Tevin, Perfect. you look great. Tevin, you're not doing anything to annoy Tom today. So <laughs> oh, congratulations. The day is young. You know what? Yeah, Tevin's looks you know. carry the show. I would the the, the female oh, demographic yeah, would, comes would, from Tevin. That, I get it now. I'm offended, you guys. I'm not hideous, okay? <laughs> Walking around talking. <laughs> and also, I appeal I'm, to women, all right? I'm not hideous. <laughs> Like, I that should like... be a liner. That should be a liner for the show. And oh. Brittany's on because I'm not hideous. I'm not hideous. All right. No, no, like... nobody said you were hideous. I just said that Tevin is, I mean, he's got the height, you know. He's... I get it. Tevin is in great is shape. Precious. <laughs> all right. We got him. Do you guys ever look at the log and see how, how fast we have to go to these breaks? Or do you just talk and not pay attention to when we have to be off the air? Which one is? Wait, it? we have a log for the show? We're on air? Oh, God. I, I hate all of you. I, let me just say that as we do go to break. I, I didn't even know there was a log for this show, so I'll I'll just skedaddle. Bye, Josh. See, all see right. you all later. Yet Bye. another thing that wasn't taken care of properly, but okay, see, I did not know you guys don't have the log. No, I, keep going, I, I was, we, no I, we do have the log. I was being sarcastic. You talking oh, about the rundown for the show? Yeah, the rundown, yeah. yeah. Okay, see where it says there that I got to be out by 820 and it's now 826? Oh, we're not answering now. Well, I don't want to point out the obvious that, like, we were deep in the interview. Like, I, I, you kept going. I don't know what no, you wanted me to say. Oh, let's roll it back and hear who kept going. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have no sense of humor. We just learned that, too. No. Anyway. I, I feel like this show is going great. I think it's going no, really well. It's not. It's not. But I, so you guys do have the log. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that we get to our guests on time is all I'm saying, which uh, now we're going to, Chris is only going to have about six minutes on the show this morning, unfortunately, because of the, the timing. We will take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen, just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30 minute treatments with no pain and no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 offer when you use code word Tom at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque and improve blood flow to the penis. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. I wouldn't recommend a service, and, you know, like this, of course, unless I knew they could help you. 
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res card. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Somebody's moving paper, baby. Let's take a second to talk about my bank, North American Banking Company. You've heard me talking about them for a long time now. When they opened in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, or you know your broker, and they know you. While a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my bankers at North American Banking Company? Go to nabankco.com or stop by any one of their six Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chris Eggert joins us, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Chris Eggert, how are you doing, Chris? Hello, Tomas. How are you? Marvelous. Now, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Because you're usually on until 845. Yes, right? sir. Yes. Do you want to stay on for that five minutes? Because uh, Bill Engball is coming on with us at 840. You want to stay on and talk to Bill Engball? Uh, I can bug out at 840. I actually got to go grab uh thing before i go on the air for minnesota live so i i I would like i appreciate the offer though no no i'm gonna tell bing our tv guy he doesn't care for you so yeah no that no that's not it at all it's not it at all i can always use a little extra prep time because i don't know if you've ever been on the air with me before but sometimes it can be a little rough so i don't know what you're talking about ladies and gentlemen channel five is chris I started laughing. Sorry. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. So, Mr. Eggert, what's in the news this morning? What's the latest? Uh, well, what do you want? We had, we had There was a fire overnight in Egan that drove oh, some people, a pretty big fire that drove some people out of their apartments. Uh, I mean, and, you know, they're obviously taken off guard, woken up in the middle of the night, run outside, freezing cold, you know, uh, Anyway, they're trying to figure out what started that. So one of our reporters was there all morning. Uh, it doesn't sound like anybody was hurt, so that's good. And then uh, our other reporter this morning was at Athens Alps because they open up for the ski season today. So oh, really today? Yeah, yeah. I suppose that pre-Christmas thing's a big deal for skiing, isn't it? I think so. I think they like to be open for sure before Christmas, even though there's no real snow in the forecast, but it's cold enough to sustain the snow now. So I guess that's why they. Yeah, uh, they true. wait this long. So that makes sense. Uh, I want to go back to just one story very, very quickly. Have yeah. any of you guys ever been in a burning building? I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't think so. Have you, Tom? Yes. But the other two guys are not. Uh, you never been in any either? No, I nope. haven't. 
Yeah, I mean, well, twenty. I can give the address, 2955 Russell Avenue North, because it's still an empty lot after all these years. It was never rebuilt. So I can give the address because there's not a house there anymore. Yeah. But I was at home sick from school. I was going to St. Anne's down there on 26th and uh, Queen. Uh, and, you know, just kind of watching watching television all the rest of it. My mother walks over. It's one of those old houses where you open the door to go to all the bedrooms. In other words, you open this door and then their bedroom on the left, bedroom right, bedroom left. You know, three, four bedroom houses, that kind of deal. Yep. So it's separated, uh, separated from the rest of the house. She opened the door and this flame shot across the roof and almost touched the other wall on the other end of the of the room. Damn. And the only reason I bring this up, because it's quite an experience to be in a building that's on fire. It's just my mother and me. And it was raging, too. That thing, that flame was huge. But my favorite thing about this story is my mother ran into the kitchen and ran back and threw water on the fire from a coffee cup. <laughs> That'll do it. You see, uh, well, I don't know. What do you do? Your instinct is to try to do something, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. But yeah, that's, uh, that, I'm sure many, many people have been out there uh, going through uh, that kind of situation. Now, an apartment building would be much worse because if you're on the third or fourth floor, man, that's got to scare the hell out of you, I would yeah. think. This, this particular building, um, uh, Forest Ridge townhomes, they're called. So they're townhomes. Oh, okay. So it looks to me like the highest, they're only two story at its height. Yep. So, I mean, not that that's still not frightening having to come down the stairs or whatever, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know what started it yet. Yeah, man, a lot of fires around the United States in the last couple of days, house fires. I mean, is it, does that have something to do with the change of the seasons? And it people? usually does. Yeah. yeah. And like furnaces getting used and, you know, yeah. maybe not maintained properly or candles burning. I mean, you know, that, although I think, the, I think the number one thing that sparks fires is uh, food on the stove, which I've come close to a few times, but not actually to the point of uh, flames. Is it because the oil spits up out of the pan and then ignites the pan? Is that what we're talking well, about? And they, and they do like uh, you were saying, your mom just grab water, thinking that that's the best thing to put on mm. it. But water's like the worst thing to put on a, a fire on your stove. Like that just flares it up even worse. That's what I hear. Absolutely. Thank God we don't have to go through that. My God, it's just yeah. There was there was a story. I can't remember what it was down south somewhere, Georgia, Florida, some damn place. But it looked to be about a fifteen thousand square foot house, and the whole thing burned to the ground. Like, my God, they showed the flames. The flames were, honest to God, 75, they look like 75 feet high. It was unbelievable. Well, think about all that um, in Maui with all those giant homes that were all right there. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, true. That, that, that was like, it was like someone had poured gasoline on that entire Lahaina area. And, I mean, it just went up like that. At least that's the way it looked from the videos that we saw. But it's crazy. I still don't understand how it didn't cross the street over to the rich people section. Um, well, you know what? Oddly enough, uh, my partner in the morning news, Megan Newquist, mm-hmm. she's actually getting ready to go over there next week and do some reporting on the fire itself and sort of the tourism aspect. Are people supposed to go there? Or are they supposed to stay away because the, you know, right away it was like stay away, but the, the tourist uh, tourism industry, you know, runs the show there. And so then you're hearing, well, no, actually, we'd like you to come and spend money because otherwise, you know, we're, we're screwed. Yeah. So anyway, she's headed out there so that uh, hopefully she'll find find some answers. You guys ever been to Maui? Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, it's magnificent. Well, not right now, obviously, but magnificently beautiful island. It really is. I hope it all comes back. The trees on that island particularly. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Yeah, well, in Lahaina, there's that. There's this giant tree that's right in this middle of the park. Yep. Right right in the middle of, like, this town square. I mean, the tree goes on for – it almost looks like it goes on for blocks. Do you think that – you think it's that big, Tom? I mean, it, yeah. it might yeah. be. Yeah, yep. And I think there was worry that that had burned right away, but I think they think it was mainly saved. Oh, good. Um, spectacular. We were – I just remember going to um, Mick Fleetwood's bar – which is right there in downtown mm-hmm. Lahaina and having a drink. And I thought it was pretty cool. Cause apparently he would like come in there pretty regularly. He didn't come in there while we were there, but um, th- I mean, that was just all these like really nice shops and stuff. 
torched like that. It's a bad deal. All right. Get off your ass and go do your job, Buster. All right. Say hi to Bill. We'll do that. Thanks a lot, Chris. Great talking to you. Yep. See you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert with the news. Uh, just guys, just let me know when the Bill Engvall is coming on, and we'll uh, we'll get, to get it taken care looks, of, right? Looks like he's here. Oh, he's on already. Okay. Mr. Engvall, are you on? TB, how are you doing? Bill, I got to tell you something. I, it makes me – I just got the sheet this morning. And I remember when I had the highest rated morning show in America over at the queue and you guys came through town on the blue collar comedy tour. It's like, and I'm not talking about, you know, buddy, buddy system all the way, but I, I gained, when you guys did that, I gained four friends that very night. I, I, you guys have come through so many times and every one of you is just a great guy. Boy, it sounds like I'm sucking up to you, Bill, but I don't mean to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Hey, you, you, you notice I didn't say stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's very – but look, look at the people no, I've become it, friends with because of that tour. You guys are the best. The I think that was one of the reasons it was so successful uh, for all of us was that we had – were approachable. We weren't like – you know, like when you go some, see some concerts, you're like, you know, I, I, you know, we were like your next-door neighbor. And uh, it was just a magical time and uh, – and I think if you were to talk to each of us individually, uh, you know, we would all say that the the reaction was just beyond our belief. And uh, and you know, it's funny is that it helped our re- our own private shows. We all became better because of Blue Collar, uh, even just doing our own shows. It is magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Engvall releases uh, very last comedy special. Here's your sign. It's finally time. My last show. It comes out just a few days from now on December 5th. The special was filmed on New Year's Eve, 2022, in his hometown of Salt Lake City. It will be available to stream uh, or own on Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, YouTube, Google Play, Dish, several cable providers worldwide. So you had a hell of a time trying to get it on somewhere, huh? There's only about 15, 20 places. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, this group comedy dynamic has been great for comedians. Uh, they 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 put it out there. You know, and, you know I I grew up in the the days. Of, you know, good Lord knows, I wish we'd have had YouTube when I was coming up. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know that's a that was a way to get your name out there fast, and still is. And uh, you know, when I was coming through, the, it was just you had just banged it out on the road till somebody recognized you or gave you a break. I just, it was, I think because Blue Collar Comedy Tour uh, came out and just did so, but all forms of comedy had their four or five people they put together. Uh, there were all the four or five black comedians that did a special, just blew their careers up. You guys just did huge. I mean, I think it was very, very good. Women, they, uh, they had a women's group that did very, very well. Who came up with the concept? Because it's a brilliant idea. Well, I think, I think if you were to look, if you were to look back uh, historically, it was uh, probably the kings of comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that was was really the first ones to do it, and we kind of went, well, they're 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 pulling people from the you know West Coast and East Coast, and uh, we I remember the discussion vividly that we said, why don't we do something for the people in the Midwest uh, who don't get a chance to go out and uh, you know so, and I think people just fell in love with that idea and the fact that you had four guys who were all at the peak of their careers pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just slamming it every night. And we did it for a long time. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was crazy. You know, and who knows why our tour took off more so than anybody else's. Uh, but you know, it, it was something that was really fun. And it was also, you know, when you're a comedian and, and any committee will tell you this, the road is a lonely place. Any inter- live oh, entertainer God, will yeah. tell you the road is a lonely place. You know, you, you think, oh, but you have your fans there every night. Yeah, but at the end of the night, they go home, and you're stuck in a motel or a bus or whatever. So, blue collar was great for all of us because it, I think believe I believe I'm going to say it, it helped us maintain our, our road sanity because you had people you could talk to. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I wish I could have turned around and had a band. i suppose backing you up yeah you know one of my favorite memories of that whole situation because then jeff fox or whether you come through larry the cable guy ron white of course you would come through town on your own after after a while 
But when that very first day that, that you guys, that you, Bill, were talking about when you first came on, um, Larry the Cable Guy got booked to do one show in Minneapolis, right? He was doing it. Yeah. And then he came on the show the next day, the morning show, uh, the next day. Two days later, I get a call from Larry the Cable Guy, and he said, I'm never talking to you again. And I said, why? What did I do? And he goes, I just got booked to do eight shows in Minneapolis. Eight. I mean, you guys picked up work like there was no, it was wonderful to watch that whole thing. Isn't that great? Well, you know, comedy, uh, it, it, like anything in life, comedy, comedy is cyclical. I mean, uh, it got really hot, and then all of a sudden society changed a little bit, and all of a sudden it wasn't as much fun doing stand-up because you were, you know, the audience had this, felt like they were allowed to just kind of interrupt the show or do yep. whatever. They just sit, just sit and listen. And I hope that it. I hope that the pendulum starts swinging back towards that, of uh, people just going and enjoying the show, uh, because we need stand up. You need. It. I don't care what. He, it, it's you've yep. got a lot or you're going to go insane. And uh, it's uh, uh, that. And that was one of the reasons that, that kind of spawned my retirement. Uh, is I, I got to the point where. The, the travel was taking over the, the fun of being on stage. And, uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I'm going to listen, am I going to miss it? You bet. I already do miss it. Uh, it's, uh, but, but you, I think it's important to know when it's time to hang it up because I never, I always said I never wanted to do this just for a check. That that's not fair to the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and I, for whatever reason, uh, and karma, what I don't, you know, I got to achieve everything I wanted to in this business, <clears throat> and that's the way I wanted to go out. Bill, I got to be honest with you. Now is, would be the best time for you guys to continue on, get back together, because uh, we started the show this morning about uh, 45 minutes ago, and I'm looking through the national news and the local news and all the rest of it, and I got to believe the word hate came up about 10 times in the, the, the articles I was looking at. We need you guys more than ever now, so you might want to, maybe you could get back together for just a year or two. And, <laughs> and, I'll, and, put, I'll put a feeler out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a feeler out. No, seriously, it, Bill, it's so, look, you guys, the reason you work is because you clicked immediately with your audience. You knew who your audience was, and you nailed it, and they love you to this day. I still People come up to me all the time and go, man, when you guys used to have those guys on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, they I'll never forget it, and oh, my God. It, it wasn't that they just liked it. You made their year. It was fantastic. Well, that's very nice of you to say that. I, I, I think one of the reasons, uh, you know, it's funny, is that people come up to me, and 99.9% of the time, anybody who saw the show, they said that their favorite part of the show is when we were just all sitting on bar stools telling stories. Yep, and yep. Uh, it it was listen. It was probably the uh, without blue collar, we wouldn't be talking right now, and I wouldn't be telling you it's my last show probably. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's something that I will always be grateful for that I was allowed for whatever reason to, to be a part of that uh, tour that that people will remember for a long, long time. Well, I will never forget, and obviously, I didn't go on stage with you guys or all the rest of it. But as you guys came through, uh, you know. Year, year after year after year for a while there, just to be part of the beginning of that whole deal, just to be on the other side of the microphone, listening to you guys, making me laugh. I loved it. So thanks for in- including me in those feelings. Not the show, but the feelings the show gave me. It was oh, very, very well, important. That's, that's a great way of putting it. And that, that really means I'm sure if, if I can speak for the other three guys, that really is what we were trying to achieve is just making people feel better you know, when they, when they left the show that they go, their, their day had just got maybe a little bit better. Yeah, no question. And, and, and that's by comparison, I will tell you, there was another comedian uh, many, many years ago when I was a teenager that broke, I guess I was in my twenties by then, probably was 20 years old by then, but uh, life was pretty rough. It was a situation, you know, all these uh, shootings going on. Martin Luther King had been killed a couple of years earlier. And it, the feeling in America was just really bad. And you want to talk Comedy. Um, it, it saved me along with music because Richard Pryor made me laugh and made me feel good. What you guys do, you can't even explain how important it is, right? No, and I agree. And, and you know, to be thank you for putting us in that group because Richard Pryor, Steve Martin, <laughs> yeah. all those guys, they were huge influences on my career. And, uh, you know, that was, and I also was really fortunate that when I was 
coming up comedically, uh, you know, I got to learn from guys like Seinfeld and Leno and Shanley mm-hmm. and all these guys. And so I got to learn from the best. And uh, it's it, it, it was funny you talking about Blue Collar. I also think being on the Blue Collar Tour made us better individual entertainers just yep. because, you know, you have that, that confidence and that people just want to laugh. And that that was our thing the whole – and that's why, you know – that's why I'm, I'm retired from the road is like, and this special here's your sign is finally time. My last show really kind of sums up the career and how much fun it was in the audiences where it was just a magical night. And that was the way I wanted to go out. That was the memory I wanted to go out on. It is terrific. And I will thank you guys forever because, uh, it was across the microphone on the air, but, uh, to feel that at the very beginning I was just even involved in, in watching you guys. Thank you so much. You, you guys have been a great gift. And all four of you, and I'll close with this. This is how nice these guys were. I got a call from Ron White several years ago. He said, Tommy, are you going on vacation? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, you, you want to go on my jet? I'm like, oh, my God, Ron. Ron's got a jet. <laughs> I'll never forget it. But all of you, all four of you, uh, Bill, Bill, thank you so much for including me in that stuff and, and for even mentioning it at the beginning of this show. You guys were amazing to me, and I will never forget it. Tommy, we uh, listen, I can only speak for myself, but I uh, can't ever thank you enough for the support you've given my career. And uh, I, I firmly believe that well, without your input and, and playing my stuff, I, we wouldn't be talking right now. Bill, we love you, and we hope to see you soon. You can you can still come vacation in Minneapolis, St. Paul. All right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, that's kind of the cool thing now is I'm able to see towns that I actually just flew over before. So. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Bill, Mr. Engvall, thank you so much. It is uh, here's your sign. Finally, time my last show, December fifth. It's everywhere. You can. Uh, I mean, like I said, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, YouTube, Google Play, Dish, several cable providers. Bill Engvall, thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Take care now. I love that guy. You guys, you guys have met Bill, haven't you? No. Nope. Never in person. No. no. Nope. I've seen, you know, so many of his specials and just, you know, so many clips of him. But, yeah, never, never in person. But uh, These guys would come through town. When they first came through town um, and they all came in studio, it was unbelievable. And then you watch their, their careers grow as a group, you know, blue-collar comedy. And then you, you watched uh, – you know, individually how they were doing things. Every one of these guys, Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, Ron White, all of them, all four of them, they just said, hey, it was it was when it all started because I, I don't know why they chose Minneapolis as one of their first venues, but it just blew up in town. I, like I said, Larry the Cable Guy got booked to do eight shows, four nights, two shows a night. Did that even happen anymore? I yeah. don't even know. I mean, I... Yeah. You have to be, I mean, you have to be a... Like a megastar, but... Yeah, you have to be Larry the Cable Guy, yeah. Dave Chappelle, <laughs> you know, Mike. But yeah, that happens. I would say most comedians, That's even like, smaller ones, it won't be all in one, like, stretch, or not necessarily eight shows, but it definitely multiple shows a week, multiple shows a night in the same venue, because they're trying mm-hmm. to maximize the number of ticket sales. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, that's great. So they end up doing, what, like four shows, something like that? Two a night for a couple nights? Yeah, I mean, with them, they would probably, I mean, they just pack 30,000 of their closest friends into the nearest stadium yeah. and do a show. <laughs> but if they're doing, you know, a smaller theater, I could, I would assume they probably did multiple shows every night. Yeah, it's such a cool thing. And and, I'm, and once again, we're coming up on the holiday season, all the rest of it. And I hope I, I made it clear the gratitude that I have that a guy like Bill Engball comes on and just talks about, you know, my involvement in it and not really involvement, but just no one knows guys all these years and what a blessing it was. And I guess the reason I'm so sensitive about that is because we lost Louis Anderson and we lost a, a number of really good. I mean, ta- seriously, um, Greg Giraldo was amazing. Guys, look at the list of comedians that have died in the last five, six, seven years, something like that. It's just so sad, don't you think? Yeah, it is really sad. Mm-hmm. But they would come in, and I knew every one of them. It was a, that's the one thing with this job, when people do come in studio, that you know so many people, and yeah. you you know, and then when something happens, you take it very hard because you consider them to be, if not a friend, certainly a very big acquaintance. That's and but I'm so grateful for that kind of thing in my life that a guy like Bill, Bill Engvall would even remember who the hell I am 
but the guy reached out to me all the time. Hey, just wanted to check in, Tommy. How you doing? That's this awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. I've thought Stand about that. Like you, you have had so many people on your show and you like know so many people. It feels like at a certain point, it's just like, you know, week by week, somebody, you know, or have interacted with and have that connection with passes away. Does that, yep. does that like, <laughs> like does, how, how much of a toll does that take? Cause like when I see a celebrity, it's like, you know, if I appreciated their work, Hey, that stinks. I don't really have like a morning period though. Do, do you have anything like that you have to go with? Yeah, I mean, it's that part is very, very obviously. Louis Anderson was a dear friend of the family's. Yeah. My mother adored Louis. Mm -hmm. That that one was huge when he died just about uh, what was it, about a year ago now? Is it or was it during the holiday season? God, it may have been longer, maybe. God, maybe that's the one thing when somebody dies, that that stuff flies by, and I don't count the months or the days, it's just all of a sudden, oh, that was three years ago. Oh, it's oh, January that. 21st. Of last year. Yep. Or this year. It was 2022. See, there you go. Perfect example. Yeah. I thought it was last January. That's why I was like, I think it's been over a year. Oh, Jesus. See, that's the thing. But honestly, God, Louis Anderson, all those people, but but all guys in the, you know, on, on these tours, and it was brilliant. I don't know who, whose idea it was in the first place to put on these comedy tours with four or five comedians coming out. That was a brilliant move because let's say you don't like one of them. Well, you're going to love the other four anyway. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And those guys are all very, very pleasant. I mean, it just, they were really, really nice about the whole situation. Uh, most comedians are. I'm trying to think of a comedian that wasn't that great a guy. I just, you guys, do you guys remember any that came in that were not very pleasant? Because I get they, they, yeah, but you know, it's hard to judge, Tom, because it was in the morning and like a yeah. lot of them yep. were just uh, not morning people. As, yeah, as being the person that was responsible for driving the comedians <laughs> to the morning show, there wasn't a single comedian on the drive in that was like, we really have to do this at eight o'clock in the morning. Like my show just got done. My flight just landed. I would rather be asleep right now. And I was like, well, that was your job to drive them in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. so I met Kevin. Yeah, I was picking it up. That was like. Easily the most fun job I've ever had. You picking him up from the airport, like driving around, like Rob Schneider for a weekend, or Godfrey, yeah. or yep. uh, AJ. Jay you got to sit down with Tevin because he had like a whole shtick, like like what he would say, and like, well, this you now they'd pick him up at the same hotel, and you have to bring him to KQ, and he'd have like. All right, well, let's listen to the show that you're about to be on. All right, now this building over here, is it like you'd have oh, a whole yeah. tour guide? Yeah, well, because, yeah, you'd get one comedian. You'd either get the ones where they're like, I just want to go hotel, stage, airport, home. And then, like, Jay Farrell was like, all right, show's over. We're going out. Tevin, yeah. where are we going? Like, go home, get changed. Like, I'll come with you. Like, it was, yeah. There, it was Jay so much Farrell, fun. Jay Farrell, he was so fun because I got him in over at First Avenue because Tevin's like, Brittany, can you get him to whatever he really and, wants to go see First Avenue? And he was hilarious. Well, and I think Finesse Mitchell went to First Avenue, too. And yeah. he thought, because he was a huge Prince fan, and he thought that in the Purple Rain video where they're, like, running down the long hallway to the green room, he thought that scene was filmed in First Ave. So he whips out his phone, he's standing on stage, and he's, I'm going to go do the run. And he runs <laughs> down the hall, and he almost Enough runs you. into the wall. And yeah. he's like, Enough. where's the rest of the hallway? And they're like, We no, were laughing so hard. It was so <laughs> good. <laughs> We got to take a break because uh, we got another guest coming up in just a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Bialki will join us uh, just after this. We'll take a break. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre. Well because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront and they fix only what needs to be fixed and nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, Go to saberheating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, 
your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Should turn my mic on. That's what I should do. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Well, I hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately, for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield, and he's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria Kristen Lund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage, should get you financing. You need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys, new and existing homes for sale, and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That is onekeywest.com. 